for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, Well, a very good Wednesday morning to you. We tried something a little different this morning, moved a few of the IDs and things before the top of the hour so we could get started right into it. That's what people said they wanted was for us to get to it a little quicker. So we've done that. Um, Very cool here. We'll start with you, Jennifer. What's going on with you? You in your office? I'm in the office where it's pretty warm because the the little heat pump helper is is on just a little bit. So you're pretty warm. It's 12 degrees outside. Oh, so you're staying out there. Well, uh, later today, if you want me to, I'll come out and see if I can fix your jaws. Things so the scanner will will pick up your scanner. That would be a good thing. I, I think I'm, they must have done that Windows update Mike was talking about earlier while I was gone because it was working before I left. Fine. <clears throat> well, we've all been dipped by the Windows. Let's stay in Indiana and go to Evansville, Indiana. 
Well, hello. Good morning, everyone, from Mike and Abby. And we got 1.1 inches of snow. And, of course, Evansville's reeling over the uh, defeat of Kentucky in their own stadium there, Rupp Arena. So 67 to 64, number one by what they called a no-name. And it's like, well, who's a no-name? Oh, it's Evansville Aces. So uh, the towner's pretty excited. Big rally today at 1230. But that's what's going on here. Well, they're overdue. They're overdue. They've come a long way back from the crash in 1978, who happened to be living in Evansville at the time. And, of course, they canceled basketball for the rest of the season. And uh, that was one of the most devastating times I've ever been in a town. And that really, really, really was devastating. So... Congratulations to them. They've really made their network sound pretty good, too, Michael. So it uh, didn't sound too bad at all. And so uh, let's see. Let's go to Albany, New York. Well, thank you, Bill. Things are good here in Albany, New York. But please, Mr. Weatherman, I always say Mr. Weatherman. How about the weather lady? Please, warm things up here. It's 15 degrees here. We had some snow yesterday. I'd like to see warm weather, but uh, that's not going to happen for a while. So I guess I'll just have to bear bear with it. Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, It's going to do what it's going to do what it's going to do. Uh, oh. Well, maybe you'll get the 50s. We're supposed to have 50s here next week. Uh, by the end of the weekend, we're supposed to get warm weather, but then it's going to get cold again next week. But, you know, it, it's going to be like this. It's, it's been a pattern that we've been having, Jennifer, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. What, what day is Thanksgiving on this year? The 28th. It's the, it's the, probably the latest you're going to see it. So it means a little less time for shopping for the holidays. But I don't think that really matters with uh, everything online these days, Bill. And I think a lot of stores are starting to close up on Thanksgiving. I don't know. Some of them around here are. Um, but you know they're going to be open very early on Friday morning for that particular Shopping, because isn't Christmas Christmas? Isn't Thanksgiving always the fourth Thursday of the Yeah, month? that's why it's so late. It's the fourth Thursday in in uh, November, and it's, it happens to be falling on, a, on the 28th this year. Ah. Now, there we go. All right, let's swing over to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good morning, everyone. Uh, not going to be here for my show today, but... Uh, here for the coffee club, at least part of it. Um, I should mention that I noticed I forgot to update the promo for my Thursday evening show, and the top ten is this week is from 1964, just so everyone knows, and I have updated it now. So <laughs> That was a very good year, 1964. Yes. And uh, otherwise, things are going pretty well. Beetle, it's beetles darn way. cold. Uh, actually, there isn't any. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there are any Beatles songs in the top ten. But anyway, um um I was gonna say that uh it's very cold here. Um actually we're warmer now than we were. It's twenty one. Last yesterday we were down at three degrees at this time. I need to go check the drop box over on the other computer on Last week, it didn't update for Nolan's show, so we can't have that happening. So I don't know what would have caused that, but we'll investigate that. I guess we'll go and talk to Chris and Dave. 
Well, good morning from Altoona, Pennsylvania. It's cold here, too. It was 16. I think now it's 18. We have no snow. And we like it. <laughs> and I'm glad Indiana beat Kentucky, and I hope we do, too. I don't like it when Kentucky wins because they win all the time. I saw something about Arkansas. I think they fired their football coach again. Yeah, Arkansas had a bad football season. Well, it's not over yet. We're just trying to exist through the rest of it. I don't know. Basketball team looks good. I don't know what the problem there is, but isn't this uh, happening quite often there at Arkansas now? Uh, Lately, we've gone through some coaches, yeah. Yeah, things aren't so good right now. Well, maybe they'll get better really happy about beating Penn State. Yeah. That was quite a win. Dave wouldn't be Somebody was leaving that game undefeated, that's for sure. They were were both undefeated. (laughs) Pretty good for Minnesota, what, 9-0 now? So, really done well. First time we've been 9-0 since 1904. (laughs) Wow. Hey, didn't the manager of the Minnesota Twins win a Baseball Writers Award this week, uh, Judge uh, Tim, or something like that? Or, or well, like he's that? the manager of the year for the American League. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. Even though he couldn't win any playoff games, he... Yeah, he, he did well during the season, unfortunately. Well, it's, I think, partly ownership's fault for not getting pitching. We've got a long time to go. We've got football and basketball now. Baseball's over with. So for a while there, everything was overlapping. So just have to see how it goes. One of the problems that baseball is suffering from, and it's I'm not sure how they're going to be able to improve that, guys, is the ratings. I mean, we had the they had the World Series, and they I believe this this year might have been the lowest ratings that they had on t- on television. I'm not sure, but that's what I heard. So I mean, I'm not sure how they can improve the ratings for the baseball games. Yeah, they always like it. Big market teams. They don't like smaller market teams or teams that aren't on the coast. You know, like if the Yankees had been in there, they would have been all excited. That's true. And of course, I I can't I, I can't say enough about my New York Giants. I'm so disappointed two, this year. Three, nine, five, nine, six, five, two, zero, zero. I mean, I'm so sorry about that. Unfortunately, two, the Giants yeah. just nine, five, they're not nine, they're, six. They're just not doing it, two, unfortunately. Zero, so, zero. what more can I say? Bill, we have a raised hands from uh, Gail out there in Sock Rapids. I'll. Uh, Go ahead, Gail. Has anyone started listening to the impeachment hearings yet? Um, uh, that starts in just a few minutes at the top of the hour, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, 7 Pacific. I don't think I'll listen to any of it, any of that stuff. I just, I was just wondering if any of you were paying attention to anything. I think I actually will. Um, I, I won't listen to all of it, but I think I will. Maybe the first part where they each get 45 minutes. Um so that gets rid of somebody. But I I have a little bit of political interest, so I, I, I will listen to it. I might listen to it, but I won't listen to it from the American point of view. I'll listen to it from the British point of view, and, and because I always like to hear what, what another country is doing. They're going to be covering it on uh, Gavel to Gavel on the BBC News Channel. Mm. So you can check it out there. It'll be all over the dial. You'll be able to all your usual places... 
ABC, CBS, NPR, all the usual places. And you'll find it on C-SPAN as well, I'm sure. So, Scott Edwards out in Arizona has his hand raised. I'm going to unmute him, Bill. And there we go. Hey, Scott, go ahead. Scott, go ahead. Okay, now I'm unmuted. All right. Uh, I, I just I realized a while ago that I had called in an hour earlier because it, it happened that it, since the time change, everything now happens an hour later for me since we don't go on daylight savings time. Uh, anyway, uh, I uh, I wanted to uh, co- sort of continue the uh, discussion you started last week about the blind shell in the sort of part. Uh, there's a second part to that. There is an alternative, an alternative to the blind shell that ha- also has just physical buttons called the Smart Vision Two. I assume it's still out by, by View Plus Technologies. And the main difference between it and the blind shell is that with the Smart Vision Two, you you can get your own apps. You, you have access to the Google Play Store, so it's it's more open, full blown Android with no restrictions, as far as I know, anyway. So that's that's the main difference. The Smart Vision Two, you can add your own app. It's just it's as much functionality there as a, any other Android phone you might get. When you listen to the presentation on the Smart Vision Two from the bits, Scott, did it talk about the carriers it supports? Does it support the major ones, AT and T, T Mobile? Uh, yes. And yeah, how much was the, those two at least? Yeah. How much was the cost of the phone? I th- I think I heard it's like about six hundred dollars. It's pretty pricey. It can be kind of pricey, but it heard it's around six hundred dollars. Hmm. Yeah. Like I said, if you're going to pay that much money, you know, is, it might have buttons on it. I don't know. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, that the other one was for three forty nine, and this one's about six hundred. I haven't heard much about it, but if you can put your own apps on it, that's good. Yeah. That's- the main difference, I think. All right, do, that's basically all I had. I'll do a little been, research on that. I've been hearing good things about an app, Android app called Lookout. It's kind of like their version of the seeing AI that you can use to define objects and read signs and and print TV screens, things of that sort. So I'm going to have to download that uh, on my on tablet and see how well that works. I Bill, you'd be interested. I play with the FM radio in there. And it works, but it's a little weird the way it works. It's like you tune up and down and do all those things, but then you have to tap sometimes two or three times every time you do a gesture. So it's a little weird, but it does work. Uh-oh. Have you gotten used to that little Android tablet? We're getting there. It's it's an ongoing learning curve, but I want to update it to the latest version. Someone told me how to do it, so I'm actually using Q10.0 instead of 9.0. But, yeah, it's... a. Uh, it's, it's neat. It's uh, nice to learn it. It took me a little while. I was a little frustrated at first trying to get my head around how they do things. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I found since found out that they couldn't get my TV to work. They said, all you have to do is just plug them in and scan the channels. And uh, when they put in this new fiber system, otherwise you'd have to have a digital box if you wanted the, you know, and mine didn't work. I don't know if it's specific to the Amazon. The guy didn't know what he was doing, whatever the case may be. But I've subsequently found out that the TiVo is accessible. In other words, it works with remote and you can... 
turn your description on and off, and you can read your program guide and that kind of stuff. So we'll see. All that has to be done is to be plugged into one of the HDMI ports of that television to get it to work properly. I'm assuming that's how that works as well. Yeah. Well, there were challenges because that was a new, like, fiber optic service, and that's what you're seeing now is these companies competing against traditional, quote-unquote, cable. I mean, they offer the same services, but they use actual fiber optic cable to get to your home. So, And, you know, one thing I like is the phone service. They've got a portal on the PC. You can actually go in, set up block callers. You can set up, you know, you know, different types of rings. You can set up different types of um, all kinds of different profiles and things that, you know, you would like to do. You know, how you get your voicemail messages. Most people do it by email, but you can do it. You know, in various ways. So I like the fact that you have control over that. When you come down to Florida again, Bill, will they will they be able to come out to your house and assist you if, if you need it? So that just in case things still aren't working properly, have you been able to talk to them about that? Oh, yes. Yes, I will. Yeah, I interviewed one of those companies, so a lot of them, I can't say the one you have, but a lot of them say, well, yeah, if there's problems in the first seven days, I'll give you the first month free. So they know you're rolling out, like I said, it's a new technology. So so we'll see. But, yeah, they will. Um, I'm getting speeds that I've never gotten before. So we'll see what, you know, what exactly is going to happen. But it's it's going to be interesting. But the TiVo, you just, for example, you hold down the the number three key on the remote and that will switch it to uh, your describe, you know, put it in that position or you can just turn it off and hit the number one key and you can turn on uh, the screen reader and turn it off. So if somebody sighted wanted to use it or you can you write arrows and you can scroll and read the menus and, and things like that. So we'll see but there's some more investigation that needs to be done there. Um, Has anyone tried the Disney Plus service, guys? Anyone on the, on the on the panel? I guess not. But if you have, that's been making the, the news. And I thought for those who uh, are, are thinking about doing it, maybe you want to hold off a little bit. That They premiered it yesterday, which is Tuesday morning. And they had so much problems. People people were signing up for the streaming service, and when they went to try to access the service, they couldn't get it to work properly. It would error out on them. And the folks at Disney said that they didn't expect that the response to the Disney service would be so great, and it overwhelmed all their servers and stuff. But are people from Netflix and Apple TV upset? Um, well, according to Netflix, they're not really upset right now because uh, we'll see how much this cuts into Netflix operation. And I think the Apple TV Plus is, uh, I think it's a little too new to, to, to actually get the impression of that at this point. I've seen lots of things on Twitter saying that it's not, that their sign-up process isn't even accessible if you're using a screen reader completely. Yeah, I don't know, Jennifer. The only thing I know is that if I if I was going to sign up for it, I could do it through Amazon, and I think that would be accessible. But I haven't played with it. I figure I spend enough money on TV and everything else. I didn't really want to spend more money on this. No, and if you bought an Apple product, you can get the Apple service for free. If you bought one, I think within the year, you can get the Apple service for free. Otherwise, it's four ninety five per month. 
Yeah, but it only um, has like eight shows. Right. I saw nine. One of them was the same listing twice, so there's not much there. Um, I was thinking about buying an Apple TV, and I and a friend of mine said, who's visually impaired also said, well, I don't know, maybe you really just wasting your money if you buy one, but I really would like to see how it works. I've never played with one before, so. Well, in my opinion, after having the Apple TV and having the the Chromecast and Amazon Fire, I, I Apple TV is kind of a waste of money to me. Well, that's exactly what he said. So, uh, they, so you're saying the same thing that my friend Don said, uh, Mike. So that's that's why I haven't done anything. I mean, it's, it. it's kind of good. And the main thing I use it for is to feed my iPhone audio into my surround sound because it does that with the AirPlay. But as far as its services and all the TV movies, everything individually costs on it. So. I mean, it has a few. It has a few functions, but compared with the Fire TV, I just there's just no comparison. None. Well, we had an older Apple TV, and I can tell you the Fire TV is a lot easier to use than that was, because of course the Fire TV you can talk to it so much if you want to do searches and things like that. And the Apple TV, you gotta. I don't know. Maybe now with Siri, you might be able to do things with the newer ones, but it was so clunky to keep arrowing over to this letter and selecting it and then going to the next one. It took you forever. Well, the Apple TV, mine had the third generation. It lets you talk to it, but I told it to play Legend Oldies, and it said it was playing, but I heard nothing. So, (laughs) (laughs) it goes. Hey, I got one more thing to say, but go ahead, ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Unless he had dead air or something. No, I didn't. I got a, uh, one more thing that's challenging to me, but I think I actually can overcome it. So for those who live in apartment complexes, you know, all the washing machines, we have a system where you put the card in the machine and it deducts the amount from your from your card. You got you got to put the card into another machine that and you put money in on the card using your credit card or debit card. But now they're putting new machines in where where there, there are no uh, it, there was a, there were two knobs that you would turn one for the temperature of the water and one for the type of the wash or dry you wanted to do now the machines are touch controlled and i said uh-oh how am i going to do this well i guess that was in luck because they're not really touch controls they have buttons and you can actually feel the individual buttons and when you push them they beep and when you make an error it makes a it makes a dee 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 like a triple beep so I think I'll be able to un- take care of that, but uh, but for those people who are visually impaired who may not be or maybe somewhat techphobic and not having have problems with technology, this is going to be yet another challenge for people who live in apartment complexes or who go to laundromats where they have all these touch products. It's not it's not as easy as it used to be. Oh no, they wouldn't be very easy. And is there any way they can mark them for you, Jeff? Well, I think I could do that myself, but the problem is we have so many tenants in here. If I use Dymo tape, that would just be torn off. I mean, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't last, you know. So I've memorized where the buttons are. There, there's only there's two, there's three rows of buttons, and there's like three three per row. So there's like six buttons to remember plus the start button. So one is the or the temperature of the water. One is the type of wash you want, and that's all I really need. And the other one is the start button. And you're right about Dymo tape. It never stays on when you do that kind of stuff. I I even remember living in a high-rise building that had the elevators with the metal plates, you know, for the numbers and all that. And somebody went and took a whole bunch of those off. Yeah, I mean, people just they they just vandalize everything a lot of time. You know, you know, you you've seen that whole thing before, Tim. Yep. We have a question from uh, Joe in out in the Albuquerque, New Mexico. Go ahead, Joe. 
Oh, hi. Yeah, this is Joe here in Albuquerque at 28 degrees. It's going to get up to a nice 62 degrees, and we are loyal to the coffee club. We are going to start listening to the impeachment hearings when the coffee club is over, because it's supposed to start at the top of the hour at, at, at 8. But we are, Ellen and I are, are we are NPR nerds. <laughs> Well, you know, if NBR covers it, they won't do a lot of talking. They'll 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 play the hearings nonstop, pretty much. So you won't hear a lot of talking except uh, when there's a break, Joe. So I think you'll have you'll have no problem there. Oh, I, I, actually, we we are actually used to that. We 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 listen to most of the stuff that way, so we used to go right on. A, and actually, we actually like 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 it that way. So. Yeah, we like it, and it's it, it's pretty good. It's. Um, you don't see people listen to public radio around here quite as much, but you know. But in some cities, public radio is is very, 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 very popular. So yeah, now that that is interesting, and I, that's more for all things radio than here, of course. But the the actually news operations of NPR stations being in the the, the top of their ratings, and we we have two of them that go back to back here, and they they both cover the hearings at the same time, actually, and they both have morning edition at the same time. But sometimes what happens is one one might be ten seconds behind the other one. <laughs> Uh, interesting, but anyway, we're we we we're in for the long haul. I remember because I am now seventy-eight years of age. I seventy-eight years old. I remember the Nixon days, so it's almost like deja vu, except different settings, different things. But it's uh, the Watergate hearings and then Nixon resigning and all of that, all, all of that excitement. But, uh, well, I remember so the Watergate hearings didn't come on until the summertime. I don't, I recall. Maybe it's late spring or summer. I remember yeah, I, was at, I was at Syracuse, New Yorkville. I was at the Syracuse University pre-college program because I was going to college then and got to listen to the Watergate hearings, but it was in the summertime. It definitely was. I got another piece of news, and I don't know how many people you, you are here on the coffee club watch TV soap operas, but uh, and I just found out about it, and I didn't have a chance to put it in the radio news for tomorrow, but uh, it looks like the... One of the oldest running soap operas, at least for now, is being canceled, and that's Days of Our Lives. It's been on the air for over 50 years, and I won't be able to hear McDonald Carey say, like, Sands of the Hourglass, these are the days of our lives. Now, there are only four network soap operas that are on the air right now. You've got Days of Our Lives, uh, The Young and the Restless, uh, the Bo- and the, I'm Bold and Beautiful. I know I'm missing one soap opera that I just don't remember offhand. And General Hospital, that makes the four of them. So if Days of And they said that Days of Our Lives was the lowest rated, so NBC has canceled the contract to all the actors and all for all the people working on that show they have enough in the can that they can run it up to the summertime i believe but it, but the way it sounded is that the show is probably going to be canceled prematurely although it's not going to run all the episodes so if you like that show and i remember that my mother would not let me touch that television when that was on and of course i remember the bow and hope theme uh, that, that that whole thing uh, back in the 70s as well so that show was going to be a thing of the past so shows like secret storm and search for tomorrow and the guiding light and as the world turns and edge of night, it'll be days of our lives. will be in in the history vaults of spending time with all of those soap operas of the past. I don't know. Chris watches one every day. Is it going to go away, Chris? I haven't heard if it is. 
That would make you very sad, wouldn't it? Not? Well, you know, it is what it is. It's, What's up, bro? Do you watch, Chris? Y&R. Oh, Young and the Restless. Oh. It's my one vice. I used to like it when Philip, when they had Philip Chancellor and Jill Chancellor in the show, but I haven't seen that show in years. They get so weird, you know. They they just get strange. I have uh, somebody that I follow on Twitter that watches it and pretty much gives me an update what every day what happened on the show. <laughs> I remember when my son was a baby, that naughtiest thing, the intro to play for Young and the Restless, that it, I would just put him to sleep if he was upset. That song would just calm him down. We have uh, two hands raised. We have a one from a 312 area code, uh, and I'm going to uh, unmute you first. 312-22-something. Uh, go ahead, sir. It's Bob. Go ahead, Bob. Good morning. I mean, in Michigan. We, Sorry uh, about that, Bob. Yes, uh, we signed up for, I didn't do it, but we signed up for Disney Plus yesterday around 10 o'clock in the morning. We didn't have any trouble, so uh, I have a question about it. I want to know if that's the first service, any kind of television service that had descriptive audio on day one, right? I can't answer. I don't have the. I don't have the service, Bob. So but, your your guess is as good as mine. But well, you, in Apple Plus, right, would be the first two that have description from day one. You're right. You're exactly right. That that's what's one of the things that people said about them. Is their shows limited uh, the first day, or is it? Um, uh, they and, pre- and, and what kind of TV were you using for Disney Plus, Bob? You have, do you have an Amazon Fire TV? Or what, what do you have? Yeah. And yeah, how was it? Was it was it usable? Were you able to use it? I don't I don't do that. I don't do it. They people that live here with me do it. I didn't do it. So I don't know about the accessibility or anything. But they got it going, and yeah, and they do have descriptive video. I think so. Yeah, yes. And I understand it has about five hundred movies, and I think they said a total of seventy five hundred episodes. I'm not sure how many shows that actually translates to. But do they have live? Do they have live programs as well, Mike? Because I didn't. I wasn't really sure about that. Not I yet. They did. I no, I don't think not they're yet. live. But I think the weekly shows update Thursday night at midnight Eastern. So uh, all the new. They do have current shows, but not live, but the episodes all update at the same time. Okay. We have a hand raised from Bill, so I'm going to unmute Bill in Chicago, if I can get to him. Go ahead, Bill. You are unmuted. Okay. You mentioned those soap operas, Jeff. My wife used to listen to Guiding Light when it was way back on radio, and then she followed on TV. In fact, she saw, we saw the first episode of Y&R because Lee Phillips and her, they knew each other. Somehow we got acquainted with her, and Bob Bell, her husband, started writing that show and producing it. We started watching, and she watched it every day until, well, until she passed away, and she also watched Bold and the Beautiful. Which Actually, Bill, my favorite soap opera was the one that my mom. There were two of them. She liked the Secret Storm, and she liked the. And my, but my favorite one was because the guy was an attorney or a private investigator. Was Mike Carr, who was originally played on on television by John Larkin, uh, the radio actor. It was the Edge of Night, and I really love oh, that yeah, soap right. opera. And that oh. was on CBS, and then it moved to ABC. Right. Well, she used to watch Guiding Light and Y&R and Bold and the Beautiful. It's really strange because when sometimes when somebody disappears for a while off of Young and the Restless, we don't watch Bold and Beautiful, but it's often on just because nobody changed the channel. And so we will see 
YNR people occasionally on the Bold and the Beautiful, then right, they leave well, there the, and come back to YNR. Right, because uh-huh. they're, they're, they're produced by the same person, yeah, Bob yeah, Bell, right? Well, I don't think he doesn't know. He doesn't think he passed away as his uh, son does it now, I think. But the other soap opera that I remember that my mom, I always say this because my mom used to like to watch them, and I'd come into the bedroom to listen to the soap operas occasionally, and I'd try to change the channel. Don't touch that channel, was, was the doctors, dedicated to the Brotherhood of Healing, and she used to love that particular soap opera as well. I remember people being kind of network specific. They watched all the CBS or all the ABC. Most people, some would switch, but I remember a lot of people watching just one network, and maybe they changed the General Hospital or something. But which I remember watching with my mom fifty years ago it was like Art Linkletter, and kids say the darndest things and just get. Oh away. man, don't don't mention Art Linkletter to me. Yeah, I mean Art Linkletter. I think of Art Linkletter. I think of people funding an open house party, right, Phil? Yeah, well, don't don't mention him to me because I met him personally. And I'll tell you, after I met him, no way would I watch him again. Okay, you might now that you've opened the door, Bill, you might as well say it. So, so, right, say he was the most foul mouth person. Every every word out of his mouth was MF this, GD that. That's all he said the whole time he was. I we had a conversation. Where did you meet and him? I met him where I worked. He came in as a guest one day, and everybody said, "Oh, Art Linkler is coming in." Ha! <laughs> Everybody that worked in my department with me, that I was in his charge of the department, I almost threw him out. But I couldn't because, you know, he was a guest of a member. But everybody hated him because I may use the N-word, the MF word, the GD word, every other thing. I mean, it was just like, I met the guy that he uh, got a massage from one of my people that worked under me. And the guy said when he was on the table, he wanted to strangle him. And from that time on, Art Linkletter, is a, I don't know why people thought he was so great, but he was the most foul-mouthed, uh, I guess you'd say, prejudicial person you ever want to meet. Well, you know, the funny thing is, Bill, you I, say I that. Had, I, because I had a black employee working with, with us, he was an attendant. Art Linkletter literally come out and said, don't let that in walk by me when I'm in here. I'm not surprised. I'm really not right. surprised. Um he, he was uh, no sweet guy. He was he wasn't no sweet man. You know, but, are, but artists are human people, and you, and a lot of the people who you think are really great are, are really jerks in the in the in the entertainment. Oh yeah, community. right. He's well, not the, he's certainly right. he's not the only one. You know, you know that. Oh yeah, I know that. You know, you know the only. One. I met some others too. I mean, he, he wasn't the only one, but you know, but I mean, he was when you mention him, he's just like. My skin just goes crack. I'd like to. But he was good with the kids on that. Kids say the darndest things. That the remake of it isn't nearly as good as. No, it's not the new. I, I watched one episode of the new one. It's not that good. But but when he was on with with kids say the darndest thing, yeah, everybody thought, oh man, how cute, how sweet. But after I after I saw him. And we didn't watch it anymore. Well, talk about famous people as long as we're here. How many here in this panel have met famous people? Uh, and, you know, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about your experiences. Well, the one I, I remember, met Ronnie I met Millsap once. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jennifer. I met Ronnie Millsap once at a small concert. And mm. what was your impression of him? Well, he was a very nice man, but he was handled very well. I mean, there were people right there by him, and they kept the line moving. You didn't get to spend too much time talking to him. But he was a very nice man. Gail, I see your hand is raised. Uh, I met wait. Bill Clinton. You did. Was he didn't. nice? Yes, very. I met, I met Eddie Money. Um, I thought of that when he just passed away. I was telling that story. It was a total fluke. Uh, Say anything in my elevator. Yeah. You met who? Eddie Money. Oh. Yeah, you you said he was a nice guy, didn't you? When we talked about this once. Yeah. He. Um, 
we were, it's a whole thing kind of ironic, we went to see him in concert. He was playing at the casino, but we were being cheap and just went up to the balcony at, where there was a Starbucks and listened for free. And one of my coworkers wanted something. Uh, and so the sales guy and I went down and there we go on the elevator. He says, Eddie Money. And I reach out and he shakes my hand. And we get on the elevator, and he goes, oh, I don't know if I'm up for this show tonight, which now with his passing made me wonder if he'd been sick for quite some time. And my friend says, well, come on, you got to do a good show. We paid good money to come and see you, <laughs> which was a lie, obviously. But And I said, well, just remember, it's another gig for you, but for some people, this is a highlight of their week. And that was kind of my experience there. I met Pat, ever heard of the comedian Pat Cooper, Pasquale Caputo? I met him at the hotel in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I was at the, I've got the Golden Nugget Casino, and I happened to be with the girl I was going out with, and April said to me, gee, Pat Cooper's in the elevator. I said, wow. And I said, hello, Pat Cooper. I said, I'm, I just want to say hello to you. And, sh-. and he says, he shook my hand. He was very nice. And he said, uh, he says, this is your girlfriend. If if you come out to my hotel room, I'll get you a free ticket for the show. But we never did get the free ticket for the show because we never we didn't stay that long. But that, that was interesting. Jerry, you have your hand. Let me unmute you. Go ahead, Jerry. I met. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, Junior and I met some uh, people on here. I met an old boxer. You'll remember this guy, Jeff. Jersey Joe Walcott. Uh, he was at a Christmas party that Kimball Brothers used to have for the blind every year and then like in Philadelphia, like about a week before Christmas. And this was like in 1960, I met him and shook his hand and stuff like that. And he spoke to us about his career. And um, Judy got to meet Ray Peterson uh, of Tell Laura I Love Her fame. Uh, and other better songs. <laughs> oh, she says another better song. Okay. No, yeah. Oh, pardon. He was oh. in Pitts- he was in Pittsburgh, and we got to go to one of his shows. It was great. Ah, very good, Judy and Jerry. I, you know, I don't know why I brought this up, but I kind of figured it was interesting because you know, you get not everyone gets to meet famous people. Uh, oh, and Bill and I met Bobby V and his family, and they were some of the nicest people you could have ever met. Joe, I know your hand is raised, but can you right. talk about that? Because you guys were on a cruise, so talk tell a little, tell us a little bit about about Bobby V. We um, met him and also Ray Peterson. He actually, I believe, probably did his last show before he passed away on that cruise. He was in a wheelchair by that point, and he was well down the road. But Bobby V came up and helped us play bingo, the cards, and, uh, you know, want to know if you need any help in the dining room. Just a nice, his family was just nice. Um Met them, met Bobby Vinton. His daughter came on the bus when we were in Branson, and th- they were pretty nice people. Also, by the way, in politics, I got to meet President Nixon when he came to our hometown, and I had my radio tape recorder combo in my hand. And he said, <laughs> he said are you using that to record? i never forget that. So... But uh, uh, that after the eighteen minute gap <laughs> is about yeah. the same. Bill time. Sparks' name is Rosemary. What was her name? Rosemary. 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 It was Rosemary actually Rosemary Wood. Wood. It, it was in nineteen seventy one, Tim, when this happened. So. Oh, so before that. <laughs> yeah, if he got the idea. Joe out in Albuquerque. You had your hand raised. And Gail does oh, too. Go ahead, Joe. 
Jenny, Jenny, uh, this is Joe here. Jenny, and my my first wife and I, when when we lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota, we met Pat Boone. Now we we actually won tickets for a concert that he gave on uh, the KUXL radio, and, and afterward we came to the green room, and Jenny and I were the only one that came to the green room to meet him. So we talked to him for about twenty minutes, and he sang songs for us, and I was able to plug my gospel show, and it was absolutely, and someone who was not only famous to some, uh, Ellen and I met Michael Barone of Pipe Dreams right here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he is great. I had a chance to talk with him personally about organ music and radio and, and other stations, especially since, since, since I used to live in Minnesota, and only one other person at the ACB convention, the Friends in Arts, the lady I sat next to, I said, I, I met Michael Barone. What is he really like? At least one person. He's not his uh, household name like Pat Boone, but, but, but he's definitely famous. And when I was at the Minnesota Braille and Sight Saving School of Fairbow, Minnesota, I, I read for Senator Hubert Humphrey, who actually eventually became vice president, and he was he was so very nice and and gracious. So this is this is my little saga about meeting famous people. All right, thank you. I, we have, um, okay, I'm sorry. I was going to get to Marianne. Marianne, what happened? Gail's had her hand up for quite a while. Okay, okay well, ahead, I'm Gail. sorry. Go ahead, Gail. He used to he used to do these rock around the clock things every year to raise money for Cathedral High School and St. John's. Um, I can't remember the other school, but he was so nice. He came down to us sitting on the bench, you know, on the front bench there, and said hi. And he was so nice. I mean, just very. And I also met Marina Sirtis from Next Generation, Star Trek Next Generation. She has the most beautiful, long, dark hair I have ever seen. But her personality is something else, too, from what I heard from other people that went to Star Trek conventions. See, that brings back memory. Okay, Marion, what, what, what did you want to say? Is she unmuted, Jeff? I'm just checking her again. She is unmuted, but maybe her phone is muted, but she is unmuted. Go ahead, Mary. I'll try it again. I'm not sure why we're not getting her. So we'll continue. Maybe Chris could share a little bit of the Bill Clinton uh, meeting. Well, he was governor of Arkansas, so I had opportunity to meet him there. And he was attorney general also before that. And I met him at some Farm Bureau events and talked to him a little bit. And he was a really nice guy. Probably still is. I also met, for those of you who might know him, of course, I was in school in Fayetteville when he was football coach, Lou Holtz. Yeah, I know who he is. Wasn't he the coach for Notre Dame or something, one of those college? Or, or, yeah, or, Notre Dame before that, Minnesota. That was always his dream job. He left Arkansas to go to Notre Dame. Yep. Bill, you had your hand raised one more time. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, talk about famous people I don't want to go through, but I met years ago a famous old uh, professional wrestler, Ed Strangler Lewis. I met him when he was at school. He came out there for a wrestling team. And I met President, I knew President Ford, Vice President Mondale. I met uh, President Clinton in the White House. 
Uh, they were visiting the White House one day, and he come out and spoke to the wife, and I and my daughter was there. And I knew, um, like I say, President Ford. I knew I knew all both dailies as mayors. I knew Harold Washington was mayor, Mayor Byrne when she was mayor. Uh, I think it's, I know several other people, big movers and shakers, because the job I had, you know, I worked for a big private club, and all those guys were members. So I met I met the first. Well, they they called it in. It was a big big step. Um, he was the first black president of the first national bank, and and there was just a whole bunch of other big movers and shakers. I knew I knew Thompson, the governor, uh, who some of the others. I met those, and also a guy who's now a federal judge. Uh, James Zago, he was the one that uh, sent Lagoyevich to prison. He's now retired, but I knew him way back when he worked at the state as the Illinois Internal Revenue Service for the for, for Illinois and became head of the state police. And also, I talked to President Reagan on the phone because the day that um, Zago was appointed federal judge under Reagan's administration, his secretary called, and I picked up the phone where I was working and said, Bill, is he there? Well, I knew who she meant. She meant her boss. And I said, yeah, he's right here. She said, well, President Reagan's on the phone. I said, okay. So I turned to Jim Zago, and he said, uh, I said, President Reagan's on the phone. He said, well, talk to him. So I turned around and said, hello. And Reagan said, hello, Jim. I said, no, this is one of his assistants. He'll be with you in just a second. And he talked to me for about two, three minutes, and I gave the phone to Zago. And that's when he got his appointment. So. Dave wow. met a number of country and western stars. Uh, as a matter of fact, we hear them on his show when he they had, uh, Tom Teal is at least one of them that I can, that I can remember. Yeah, in, in 1972, they had a concert here in Altoona at the, what's called the Jaffa Mosque. And it's, it's kind of a weird story, but when I, I first started in radio, I used to take my guitar to work with me all the time. Everywhere I went, I took my 12-string guitar. So... At this concert, they had um, Merle Haggard, Connie Smith, um, Freddie Willer, Freddie Hart, Conway Twitty, and uh, Porter Wagner. And there were some others that I can't remember. <laughs> Old age, I guess. And somebody decided that they, uh, one of the radio announcers at the station went up on stage and they told them that i was a singer and they came down and grabbed me by the arm and i uh wound up on stage <laughs> and i actually got to sing with uh merle haggard um and i got to play my my 12 string with him along with him and then um i sang a couple other country songs playing porter wagner's guitar and it was pretty amazing i was really excited and i got a lot of interviews and things like that from from the singers and what did you think of Pearl, merle haggard dave was he a nice guy very nice guy and porter wagner the same thing uh-huh yeah at, at least at least while they were there anyway um, <laughs> it, was, it, it was a lot of fun well i sang branded man with merle haggard and and um i was playing my 12 string along with his band and stuff and some joker and the audience recorded it and sent me a uh, cassette. I'm actually uh, not by my choice, but played it on the air a couple times. I can't believe all the response we're getting here. I'm going to try Marianne one more time because uh, are you there, Marianne? Can you hear us? And you may want to check your iPhone and see if uh, if that's set properly because you are unmuted, but we're not hearing you. Oh, it's music director. Yeah, we don't hear her there. 
I was a music director. I met a few folks in the rock and roll realm. Uh, ACDC, and a picture of me with Angus Young, the guitar player that's floating around Facebook. Um, and one of my ones I remember was Damn Yankees. Uh, I met Ted Nugent, but uh, the, the guy I remember most was Jack Blade, who uh, also sang for Night Ranger. He was just a very nice guy. He's like, man, you need to wear earplugs. You're going to regret it if you don't. I remember him telling me that. Then I met uh, Bad Company and the new guy, the Simon, can't think of his last name, but he was kind of a jerk, and he wanted me to play some song called Boys Cry Tough, and, and I don't know, he, he made some comment, oh, you're just a small station, and I got mad and, and said, yeah, well, you're no Paul Rogers. I remember that too, but. Was, was Tommy Shaw in Damn Yankees as well? No, Mike? it was... Yeah, yeah, you're right, Tommy Shaw. Yes, because uh, my ex-wife Tommy Kristen Shaw, Nugent, yeah. said that he was a very nice guy, Tommy Shaw, and he got. To, she said that she got to meet him when he was when they were touring in Augusta, Georgia. This is long before I knew her, and she really was impressed by him. She really thought he was it. He was it. She really liked Tommy Shaw. The only other person I got to meet that was famous was uh, our, not uh, President Bush Sr. The, the, um, he spoke at our New York Institute for the Blind in the public speaking club at, at the school. And uh, we, we got to meet him. We got to, oh, my God, look at all the participants raising their hands here. Yeah, and Jeff, I think we may have Marianne. I may have her unmuted. Uh, I, could, I couldn't new, unmute her for some reason. Try it again, Marianne, please. Um, I have unmuted and unplugged myself from my mixing board, so can you guys get me now? Yes. We got you yeah. now. That's what the problem is. We had you unmuted, but we couldn't hear you. No, no, no. Well, I, I usually run you guys um, on my phone through my mixing board at work uh, while, while I'm sitting here doing hotel work. Uh, but for some reason, things are a little kludgy there. Uh, I had several great interactions with country stars and a few others. Uh, Patty LaBelle is an absolutely wonderful woman and a, and a beautiful hostess. And she made me sing on one of her shows once. That was kind of interesting. Uh, and getting a chance to actually perform with musicians, I used to sit in with Boxcar Willie. Wow, that brings <laughs> back some memories. He, yeah, and he was absolutely a wonderful man. Uh, Charlie Pride, when I met him during autograph sessions, he gave me the warmest hug. And when I gave him a note that was in Braille, he was like, oh, those are the dots like Ronnie used to write. And he was all happy that he got a <laughs> note for me and such. Uh, but when it comes to stars, most interesting, I can actually say that I have bought dinner for a star before because I had a chance to uh, meet and take care of Richard Dean Anderson when he was staying in one of the hotels I worked in. And even though the hotel normally would buy him, you know, he was comped all his stuff. I purposely bought his dinner one night just so I could say that I did that for him because he was such a sweet man and he's just as kind as you can imagine him being. Wow. Who is he? I, I, I know. I'm, MacGyver. I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I don't watch enough TV. He's on Stargate and a bunch of other things. He was at my hotel for one of the StarCon events and he was, I, I was coordinating things for him so he could have some press interviews and so on and keeping connections clear through the phone systems and so on for him. And, and when I met him afterwards, he, I, I told him he was he was all about to, well come find me at the autographs and so on, and I will be happy to meet you. And I said, well if you look for me, it'll probably be faster than me looking for you. Um, and I told him I was blind. He said, you let me know when it's when you're around, and I will I will stop what I'm doing to come and see you. And he did. And I have pictures on my Facebook of him. 
That's great. <laughs> That's some cool stuff. I, I didn't think that, Bill, I really didn't. I didn't think this topic would, would get so much. No, it pushed uh, back my other topic, though. We can oh, do, you wanna, do you want to do with your, uh, God, like, still <laughs> Joe's thoughts, has his hand raised. No, no, Bill no, and... no, no. We, we can put mine off till next week because we still have almost a year before this new state ID law goes into effect. And we'll be talking about the ramifications of that. But this is more fun anyway. Okay, Joe. Uh, go ahead, Joe. Ellen was, had something. Ellen? Yeah, it was me. Um, I had, at one time, I had um, met Jen, Jan from Jan and Dean. I was at a concert, after, the first concert after his accident. And that was so much fun. I didn't think, you know, I was going to be doing that. But I just decided to go and, and see if I could shake his hand. So, and they were going through there, and sure enough, and he was a very nice guy. I mean, I didn't, couldn't buy any of his music, but I thought, well, I'll just at least shake his hand. So that was a, that was really fun. Ah, very good. Gail, I know you've been oh, waiting a while. I almost <laughs> forgot. Oh, well, go ahead, Jennifer. I'm sorry. I almost forgot. When I was a little girl, I got to meet Tony Perez and have my picture taken with him. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I, was a, I was a Cincinnati Reds fan even when I was a little girl, and it was part of a pretty famous team for the Reds. And, and um, they, that was when the Indianapolis Indians were their farm club. And they played during the All-Star break or something. And, and somehow or another, my uncle golfed with the right people or something. And he arranged it so that I could meet him. And that was really cool. Ah, good. Gail, go ahead, Gail. I met Muriel Humphrey, um, uh, Hubert Humphrey's wife. There was a thing to raise money for Occupational Training Center here in St. Cloud. And I got to do some singing. I was a candy striker. And wow. uh, I got to meet her. I never met him, but I got to meet her. And she is she was really, really nice. She was and has anyone ever heard of John Delancey? He was the guy that played Q in Next Generation, Star Trek Next Generation. And he is a teacher and he is um dyslexic. He was telling us it was a very, very, very small like classroom setting. And they had something called Zubu. He says, if I had time and weren't so busy, I'd go down there with you and help you out. He was just very, very, very human and very, very, very nice. Okay, we have one more from Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Okay. Uh, well, the work I met, I met Sophie. I, I met Tom Hanks and Paul Newman when they shot The Road to Patricia. They shot it in our building. A lot of the scenes were shot at the club, so I knew them every day they were there. Also, Chris O'Donnell, I've known him ever since he was a teenager uh, when he became, and in fact, I just talked to him about a month ago. And, there, you know, just off and on, people, Roy Rogers, I met him one day when it, it worked. Wow. Um, and uh, Liberace, uh, the wife and I and my two daughters went to a concert at the Air Ground Theater, and I couldn't get tickets, and I knew one of the girls that worked in the office where I worked, she worked part-time box office at the Air Crown. I asked her, could you get me tickets for uh, the Liberace concert because the wife would like to go when he was here. So she came back. She said, I got you four seats on the front row. How's that? I said, we can't get much better than that. So I had four seats in the very front row. And when Liberace come down, he took uh, Claude and my wife and took on stage and danced with her while the orchestra played. And so we met him, you know, during that time. And so, you know, just 
I've had I've had sort of an interesting life for the work I did was 15 and a half years. So I you know like I worked at the actually I actually worked at the University Club of Chicago, the big Very. private club wow. in Chicago here. Very good, Bill. We we have um, Pamela. Pam go Francis. ahead, Pamela Francis. Go ahead, Pam. Yeah, when I was a uh, back in the '60s, uh, President Nixon came came to Kansas City, and on the way out the door from the, from the hall where he was speaking, he had a chance to shake his hand. And oh my goodness! Well, when uh, my ex husband and I toured, of course, a lot of you know he worked for Shotgun Red. And, you know, I got a chance to rub shoulders with quite a few stars. Oh, gosh. Michael Twitty and Jeannie Seeley and, and oh, I can't remember the, uh, Tommy Cash. Um, I could continue, but there were several people that I got a chance to, to interact with that I wouldn't have had we, had I not been, uh, had I not been able to, to tour with them and i didn't tour with them all all the time on occasion i would wow pam thank you i I can't i didn't think i didn't think that this topic would get so much response but people keep wanting to talk here and we've got shirley out in ohio i guess it is go ahead shirley yes uh just real briefly i got to meet um I got to meet Ronnie Millsap very briefly. I also got to meet um, Paul Lind very briefly. And I did get, I've got a poster of myself uh, with John Glenn. And that was arranged um, through work that I was doing at the time because I had to go to a conference in Washington. And they found out about it and arranged for me to have this whole session with John Glenn. And I got to sit at his desk and everything. And they wrote this article. And so I've got still have several of these posters with myself with John Glenn. And I got to spend an afternoon uh, with Glenn Campbell's sister and um, her husband. I didn't meet him, but that's a little bit of a long story. So um, anyway, so it and I. I think I did mention um, Paul Lind that I got to meet him briefly, also. So um, anyway, those things can be kind of fun, that's for sure. Wow, cool. Well, Bill, I'll turn it over to you. I, I didn't. I didn't mean to talk. To no, 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 Jeff. It took a different direction, but it's okay. That same stuff will be there next week. It's not a big deal, and you know, I guess it just shows we've all had an interesting life and I can remember meeting a couple of our local congressmen who were pretty famous uh, Lee Hamilton uh, and T was just a nice guy and another one by the name of Andy Jacobs who was just uh, just outstanding and I remember him coming up to the Social Security office and sitting at my desk and said, you know, we just upgraded your computers and he said, I don't I don't know them that well, but he said, I know you guys need those. Uh, uh, and he said, it was interesting. So, uh, you can, you never know who you're going to run into. Yeah, 
one final note here. My my colleague that I work with, Danny, Bill, you know him, Danny Wayne, he yeah. met probably over 100 artists being music director, but his shtick was he would give each one of them a uh, volume of Braille Playboy. So, <laughs> I would remember him as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he had an engaging personality, too, to to do that. And, you know, one of the things, we used to meet a lot of people just at the blind school. They used to have what they call a convocation, which used to be on Wednesday mornings. And we would have musical guests. We would have speakers. Of course, we've met the governor, uh, you know, those those types of things, uh, you know, people you would meet famous news people. Um, so we've been pretty blessed that way to meet a lot of a lot of different people over the years. And so, I just want to recognize JR. I did get it. Marianne, I got messages, three messages from your brother, but I couldn't get to them because I had my phone on, on vibrate. But uh, we recognize your messages, JR. And I understand that you like to watch Days of Our Lives, but uh, you stop watching it when you got a job. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess hey, I guess we have to keep our priorities in order. That, that, that's why they got a DVD, Jeff, or a recorder, or whatever the case may be. That's true. Right. Here's what we're going to do in this second hour. Uh, we're going to run a spot here real quick because we might have got a little behind there because we were, we were really going, and that's good, though. That's what we like. Anyway, uh, we're going to run our spot, and then... Dave and Chris, you are bringing something back by request. We we had some um, folks interested in you talking about this again. So what are we going to talk about? Um, we're going to talk about the cooktop. We got an e- induction cooktop. We got an email asking if we knew if there was an accessible cooktop. And we do have a Copper Chef cooktop, and it is accessible. And we went and got current prices. I I should tell you that the current prices are at the end of the demo because there was no way to edit out the prices early on in the demo because it was too close to other vital information. So you'll find the current prices at the end of the demo. So there we go. And maybe where you can buy these things and all that good stuff. So here we go. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we will. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? 
that it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m., and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones, and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Good morning, everyone. Today, we are going to demonstrate a new product that Chris and I have purchased. And this is made by Copper Chef. This is a Copper Chef cooktop burner. This is a tabletop unit. It is electric, and it uses induction cooking, which means it uses a magnetic field to heat up the pans that you put on to the platform of this cooktop burner. Now, when you take this, the unit that we purchased um, is, it comes, when you take it out of the box, it comes with the burner, it comes with the pan, uh, that is a 10-inch square. 11. 11-inch 11 square pan. Seven quarts. It's a seven-quart pan. And um, there's also a rack, a basket, and a clip-on handle if you would choose to use that. And a lid. A lid with a glass in the top so for those of you that have a little bit of vision you can look down in there and see what you've got in that pan now I have this unit out of the box and I've got a pan sitting on top of this unit because today uh, we are going to use this Copper Chef cooktop burner with the pan and we're going to fry some chicken using this cooktop. Anyway, if I take my hands on either side of this cooktop, the width from side to side is about 12 inches at the widest point and that's up the top of the cooktop burner. And then front to back is 15 inches from front to back. So it's not, it doesn't take up a lot of room. It's, you know, it's pretty skinny and, and it's light. Two and a half inches tall. So. Weighs four and a half pounds. Okay. Four and a half pounds. So, you know, it's, it's not heavy or anything like that. <laughs> I think the pan <laughs> that comes with it makes, uh, is heavier than the cooktop. I know the glass lid is. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, if you have the lid on that, it's got a little bit of weight to it. And this pan has a uh, a metal handle, 
huge metal handles on each side. It has the helper handles. It doesn't have the kind that stick way out. Right. And ours also came with a meat press. That's the other thing it came with. Yeah, it's it's a glass meat press. Okay. Now, what I'm going to do, of course, obviously the power cord comes out of the back. Uh, sticks out from the back. You can't unplug it from the back of the unit. You have to plug the in, in other end of the cord into your receptacle, your house. Um, so we'll come over to, there's nothing else on the back of the unit. So we'll come up to the front and we've got a little panel here that goes from left to right and you can't miss it because it's uh, sort of slopes on the front and that's where your panel with the with the buttons are and i will start from the left side and i if i look at the top row of buttons the first one on the left is time and temperature with that button. The second one is the down arrow button. And if I go way over to the other side, sliding my hand from left to right, the next one I come to is the up arrow button. And then the last one over is power or start button. And that is the buttons on the top row. Now the bottom row, going from left to right, the first one is warm. The second one, going from left to right, is low. The third one is medium. The fourth one is high. And the fifth one is sear. Now, here's a little tip about this burner. When you select either the high, the medium, the low, uh, whichever one you're going to select, um, and you go over and you look at this button that I said was the time button, when you first uh, want to do anything, temperature is the first thing that comes up. So then you would use your up and down arrows to uh, do your temperature. And when you were done with the temperature, if you're going to use the time, uh, you would hit press the time button and that will switch it over so that you can adjust the time. So those are all the buttons and everything on the front panel. That's all there is. Now, above the front panel, there is a square platform, and that's where you put the the pan or whatever it is that you're going to put on top. Now, it has to be something that is metal, and it also has to be a pan, for example, that is, if you take a magnet and stick it against it, it should stick because these are induction cookers. So, uh, and that's the way that it works by the magnetic field. So, um, and the pan that comes with this obviously is a, uh, it, it is magnetic, it is non-stick. So, you know, 
that's not bad at all. In fact, that's great. So now what I will do is let Chris give you some information about this product. So you couldn't use an aluminum pan unless it had a magnetic core. A lot of them have magnetic cores in the bottom, but you just have to stick a magnet to it and see. This is the Copper Chef induction cooktop with 11-inch square casserole pan and glass press. Now, they had it on, this is at QVC. You can also buy it from Copper Chef. You can also buy it from Amazon. But they had it on QVC last couple of Sundays ago as a today's special value, so we got it on sale. Its regular price with all the pans is $99. Currently, they have it on for $89.98. We got it for $79.98. Um, it is item number K45837, and again, this comes with the glass press, a basket with a handle, and a rack, and a lid. And um, you can just buy the portable induction cooktop if you want to without the pans. It is item number K45701. Its price is $77. And you can call QVC at 1-800-345-1515 for a real person. 1-800-345-1212 for automated ordering if you already have an account. You can purchase this from Amazon. This whole set is $99.99 currently on Amazon. Or you can call Copper Chef if you have any questions. Their number is 1-800-596-5051. Or you can go to Copper, C-O-P-P-E-R, Chef, C-H-E-F, dot com. Now, the default time is 150 minutes. And I'm going to go ahead and give you the, the temperatures for each. Uh, warm, the default is 175 degrees. Low, the default is 100. Medium, 275. High, 425. And sear, 500. Now, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to preheat the cooker so that it gets the uh, pan good and hot. It's got shortening in there already. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to use the, the... Now these buttons do beep. And they're about a half inch square. They're nice and big. Yeah. And they're very tactile. Not a problem at all. Can't miss those things. So what I'm going to do, um, as an example, I'm going to press the high button. Okay, now the high is 425. So <clears throat> since the default temperature is 425, I'm going to use the arrows and I'll go down uh, about four times. Five times because it goes down in uh, 10 degree increments. That should be 375. So now I'm going to press the time button and I will set the timer 
for 30 minutes. So that means I've got to take that up button 30 times. Ready to 
Be darned. Okay, the chicken is done. As soon as we get it out, it should turn itself off. Coming with a breast your way. There you go. I don't want to bump you today. It's pretty hot. And to move away a little bit. <laughs> it's all out, and any minute now, it should go off. And he did. Off it goes. That is the chicken is out, and it did turn itself off. So what we will do now is I will have Chris give you the information once again about the cooktop machine from Copper Chef. Go ahead, Chris. Because... This is a rerun of this demo. We're going to give you new prices. Um, we had received a question about it, so we decided to redo the demo or rerun the demo, and so that means we've got to change the prices. This is the Copper Chef induction cooktop. Now, the pack-up from QVC is copper chef induction cooktop with 11 inch casserole and five piece set this includes everything we talked about in the demo except the glass press so it's the induction cooktop it's the 11 inch casserole pan with glass lid the steamer rack and the um basket its item number has changed. It is now K49629. That's K49629. Its current price is $73.80, so the price has dropped quite a bit. The regular QVC price is $81. QVC's automated number is 1-800-345-1212 if you have an item number and an account already. Or if you need to speak with a live person, the phone number is 1-800-345-1515. You can also get this same pack up at Amazon. Right now, it's currently $199.99, so not sure why you would, but, you know, that changes from day to day. So <clears throat> you can go to copperchef.com. That's C-O-P-P-E-R-C-H-E-F.com. Or you may call their customer service number at 973-287-5188. That's 973-287-5188. They are open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. They are open Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, that's it for now for this demo. If you have any request, any questions, you can. You can e request too. Maybe we'll find yeah. something new. You can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. Or you may reach us during this live demonstration by calling 
646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound. When you're asked for a user ID, press pound one more time and you'll be able to ask your questions or make your comments regarding this product today. Well, that's it for now. Everyone have a great week and stay tuned next week for another Another exciting exciting demo. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We are back. That was a good demo, Chris. I'm always hungry after your demos. Can I just say one more thing, and I will shut up for the rest of the show if you'd like me to. Marianne, I want to just wish you a happy birthday. I got a message from a little birdie told me that it's your birthday today. So happy birthday, Marianne. There we go. Now, did we get our promise, Jeff? Yep, you got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Dave actually did most of the demo. <laughs> the quick stuff. What, what, maybe I missed this part, but what reason would you want to have one of these? What, well, what? if you want to know the truth... It makes it very easy to control your heat, and if something spills a little bit or bubbles over a little bit, you don't have to clean the stove. True. Got to clean someplace, but... Well, yeah, but it's easier to wipe off that burner than it is to take the... Especially our stove, or or any stove for that matter. you got to take the burners off, or in our case, take the grid work off and clean down in there. Well, on, on the cook... And the other thing is that... Nothing gets hot on the top of that burner except the pan itself. When you take the pan off, 
um, it, the burner is it, it actually stops. It'll it'll actually turn itself off if, if you take the pan off of the thing. But the top of that does not get hot. So for right under the pan. Right. There's a round circle that's right in the middle of that top. And that's where the pan sets. So, you know, it stays relatively cool. And the unit, um, whatever is hot on the top, which doesn't wind up being hot very much, um, you know, it, it cools down rather fast it and it's portable so you know i mean you can carry it around with you and take it wherever you want to go on the table but i like the easy to clean part that's the reason i use it a lot yeah are I mean, there any special techniques you need to clean it uh, do they have any instructions on on no, how to clean you just it wipe it off it just wipes off it, it kind of feels like rubber on the top but it's not it's some kind of material i don't know what it is i see that walmart has the cooktop itself with no well i don't know if it has a pan or not it doesn't say it does but when you read the description it acts like it does it's uh 40 something dollars there but you don't get a lot of the stuff with it but still if that's all you need that's a good price yeah as long don't as they you make whole stoves like that now they make cooks to cooktop stoves. Uh, I've not seen one yet, though. I really like it. See, at, at my apartment, I have a gla- I have a glass cooktop, which which I there's nothing to, there's nothing to remove. But you just clean the glass. With, but you got to be careful with what you clean it with. We got a couple of raised hands, at least one. I know, Marianne, your hand is raised. Go ahead, Marianne. Uh. Okay, you guys you guys should have me, correct? Yep, we have you. Go ahead. Perfect. Uh, yes, they, they definitely do have induction um, cooktops. I have a flat top stove that I absolutely love. And yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Cleaning the stoves or those burners when they are just flat like that is so much easier. Absolutely true. And uh, nothing gets hot um, from around the pans. Only the places where the pans are, are actually hot. And the whole thing just cooks in a much, much better way. So um, I completely understand. Um, and most of, if people are looking for things like a flat top, most of them, you can't feel where the burners are. But I did find a whirlpool that was textured on top so that you could actually feel the burners and where all the rings are, where where you set something down on it. Uh, but a lot of them, you, that's something you don't want to buy without touching it or making sure what model number it is because most of them are completely flat and smooth. But there are a few out there that are not that you can actually still touch and tell where to put everything. Yeah, that's what was nice about this this uh, portable uh, cooktop top burner because it does have a you can feel the round circle, you know, so you can find you know where the burner is. Of course, it only has one burner on it, so. And and thank you for the birthday wishes as well. I did I did hear them even though I was doing a bunch of other things. Um, I I can't lie. If a little birdie by the name of Jr. told me it was your birthday. Yeah, I, I don't. I have no idea why he thought I would answer the phone while this show was on. I, I have no. I have no clue. I mean, I suppose I could have answered my watch, but no. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Cooking, cooking. Um, I've had this question asked me, and we talked about it earlier. But <laughs> making making microwaves accessible now seems to be a real real problem it's harder and harder 
to find microwaves. And I know I've got the Amazon, but you can't whip a good kitten with that one. Uh, you know, 700 watts. Do you guys know of accessible microwaves out there now? I know there are Panasonic ones if you can find them. You have to kind of look, but have at least you can tell where the buttons are, and you might have to mark some of the shortcut buttons, but you can tell where the numbers are. Bill, you have your hand raised. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, uh, speaking of that, I don't, it's, um, I forget how much power it had. It's, I think it's over 700 or whatever. But I don't know if you ever heard, well, Bill may have heard, the guy called the Blind Chef. He's on the ACB radio. I happened to stumble onto him yesterday, and he advertised the accessible microwave that has, I think, only two rows of buttons or something like that, and it talked to you. And one one sets what you're going to, I guess, what you're going to bake or cook or order. He was describing, I wasn't paying much attention. But you can go to, I think it's Blind Mike, Blind Mike Mart dot com, and they're on there. Blind Mice Mart. Yeah, Blind Blind Mice Mart. But the problem, it seems like that microwave, what was it about that? I can't remember. Chris, do you remember? Go ahead, Dave. A lot of those microwaves are small, and and I don't understand why they do this, because they'll take a small model of a microwave or whatever it is and put fix it so that it'll talk but when it comes to the the uh, the bigger you know normal size microwave you know then then you run into a problem because a lot of them they just don't talk they make them i don't know it seems like they always choose to make the ones accessible that are small and low powered yeah, and the one it's like three hundred dollars for this microwave, or maybe more. From yeah, something like that. Smart. Yeah, and it's, and I'm not. I'm sure some people have gotten them, but, but I think they're very limited in what they can do. Of course, a lot of people don't think blind people cook. That's why. Well, that's... They figure all they do is warm up something. I'm going to warm up a bowl of soup. Or I'm going to warm up a plate of food that somebody left for me or some leftovers. A lot yeah. of people don't think blind people can cook at all, so... Yeah, no, that's true. And in my case, they could be right. But... <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. No comment. That's funny, Bill. <laughs> in my case, they could be right. Uh, but I keep trying every day. Uh, but, you know, you want a microwave, and some of these appliances that tell you they're Lady A accessible, that may be the only thing that they are. They're, they're nothing functional or any purpose about them at all. So you you couldn't rely on the Lady A to do s- certain things. Now, I haven't tried it with the June oven yet. Um but I think Chris and Dave told me on our June oven, it's just not. It will preheat to bake or roast and let you set the, t- excuse me, the timer. I think you can set the temperature, but that's y- it. Yeah, yeah, you can set the temperature. That's right. But you couldn't tell it to go cook one of your programs. No. No, and you can't tell it to air fry or dehydrate or anything like that. Yeah, anything that's that's useful, but looking for... Because I've talked to some people, and their microwave, their microwave is one that they got from Sears with the 
um, the overlay on the Braille overlay. Boy, that's an old one. Yeah, but they want to hold on to it because they don't want to lose it. That well, was my yeah. first microwave oven, Chris. I had a GE microwave oven, and I, and I got the Braille overlay from from General Electric at the time. And I, but that it didn't last very long. That overlay, for some reason, oh. it didn't stay on. I don't know why, but it just it just didn't work right. We got uh, I got a Sears with that Braille overlay, and it was a one piece overlay. And boy, that thing was a workhorse. Oh yeah. And then, Ellen has her hand. Ellen, up. I'm going to get to her right now. Go ahead, Ellen. Go ahead, Ellen. Yeah. Um. I have. Well, I'm actually going through my third microwave. But the first one, I had the overlay on it, and it's um, well, it's kind of overlay, and isn't. But it was a homemade overlay because I took a sheet of paper and then uh, put the braille on it, and then I cut that, and then taped it on. You know, so that way that the the arrow, I could just put uh, turn the arrow to where I wanted it, and then work, and then just push the start. But now the one I've got now, I have um, demo tape, and I just put that on there, and it's much much easier, and it stays on too. Um, so this is good. Dave and I now, make I'll, Braille. Yeah, we I'll, use the Brailleables for um, overlays, and that way you can make a one-piece one. But it's not easy. No, it's not easy. And so what I did too, um, the and it you know it, it worked out pretty well. You know, it's just that um, the Dymo tape it does stick on. Now you were talking about finding the talking ones at the Commission for the Blind. They had uh, the talking ones, but I I didn't actually use it, but I have seen others use it. I, I prefer using the one I've got now because the Braille works. I mean, the Dymo tape works and sticks, and it's just right for me. I had a friend of mine who had a microwave, who brought up my microwave oven where I live, and and uh, I use Dymo tape, and I insist. And anyone who's blind, I will tell you, please use clear Dymo tape if you can find it this way. Exactly. It will not bother a sighted person who's trying to use the microwave. We have a, uh, Jerry has his hand raised. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, go ETS. ahead, Jerry. What? Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Joe and Ellen, you're familiar with this place, I'm sure. Uh, ETS out of Albuquerque. Um, there, that uh, we had that Magic Chef talking microwave with the with the time and everything. Uh, you know, uh, the only problem with that is it is about four hundred dollars, and the keypad uh, wears out on it pretty fast if you use it. Um, you know, if, if it's a workhorse, so to speak. So we eventually got a uh, Hamilton Beach from Lowe's, and uh, we put the the, the, the the these bumper buttons on. Uh, not from Lowe's. We got the bumper buttons at Lowe's. We got the Hamilton Beach. I think it was at Walmart, and we eventually put bumper buttons on it. To uh, you know, we, we were just back to a regular uh, microwave, but. Um, the talking with the magic chef makes was was good, but it only maybe lasts maybe a year or two before you get that they have to replace the keypad and stuff. Yeah, and that probably costs more than the microwave. Yeah. Well, anyway, Dave, the, the, repairing these appliances isn't worth it, especially what happens when the magnetron goes bad on the microwave. You might as well just throw it out. There's no point in putting any money into it. So uh, Yeah, and they don't go out that often, I don't think. But Speaking of microwaves, here's a little tip for you folks. If you go to Arby's and you get sandwiches in 
don't put that don't put that thing in the microwave uh, without without taking that paper off because that paper has foil and that'll kill your microwave Actually, real fast. That's true of a lot of fast food anymore. You've got to really, really watch. Hey, Chris or Dave, do you guys have those microwave covers that are made by Lori uh, that I made uh, that they sell on yes. QVC? Can you talk yes. just a little bit about that? Not that you have to do a whole thing on it, but I can't oh. quite figure out how to, how that works. And I want to they buy one for mine. Are wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I've given them for Christmas gifts, even. They are round and they're bowl shaped, so they look sort of like an upside down bowl. And they stick to the top of your microwave. Inside. Inside. Well, yeah, inside. Um, And if you want to use them to cover something, all you have to do is just pull them down, and they fit over your food like an upside-down bowl. They're about the size of a dinner plate. And then when you're done with them, you just raise them up and stick them back to the microwave. The only thing... If you have a microwave that isn't very tall at all, they can be hard to get dishes in and out without knocking them down. So that would be the only, but I really like them. They're washable. You throw them in the dishwasher on the top rack. And they keep uh, the, the stuff from splattering onto the top of the microwave, which is where you don't want it to splatter because that's, in most cases, is where the heat comes out of. And they also have steam vents in them, so... I, they're really nice. So if I bought like the broccoli, you know, the frozen broccoli, and I put it in a, in, a, in a bowl, just and I could use that microwave thing to uh, cover it. Yeah. And because it has steam vents, it would just steam the vegetables, and it wouldn't get all over the place. Right. They, you just pull it down, and when you're done with it, you just put it up, and you just check it once in a while and see if it needs washing. They well, are. I, I nice. might get one of those. Now, last week, or this happened two or three times. When I go to fix Jackie's coffee in the morning, she likes. Whatever that stuff is you get in the refrigerator and you pour cream into it, it's some kind of vanilla, hazelnut, or I don't know what it is. But anyway, it's a big bottle, and the stuff comes out of it's kind of cold, so she was having me pour that into a cup. But then when I put it in the microwave to heat it up before I poured it into the coffee, or poured the coffee in, it would splatter, that cream would splatter in the microwave. Well... You got to cover it. Oh, oh! I wouldn't. actually, though, you should only heat need to heat that for about ten seconds. Yeah, see, I was putting a ton of it in there. I put a about a minute's worth on it. Whoa, and, that's too long. And I wondered why we were having the problem. So only do it a few seconds and cover it. Well, I mean, if she's using, like, even a quarter cup, 10 seconds would warm it. But if you still have trouble, you know, you just stick something over it. I wouldn't recommend a paper towel because the fan may blow it, but I don't know. Yeah. But it it wouldn't take a minute. And this particular microwave, it's the funniest thing. In order to do seconds on it, you've got to turn a wheel and you've got to fill these clicks. And they go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then they start jumping up by five seconds, ten seconds. There's not a, you know, if you want to do it for 30 seconds, you've got to sit there and count. And they just barely click. I mean, you really got to be do it slow so you can even feel it click. Well, as I recall, when you talked about that microwave before, that's a fairly low power. You may need about 15 seconds on that one. Yeah. So it's not like you punch in 
15 seconds. You know what I mean? Boom, boom, boom. But um, so we've we've had microwave issues. We we bought that nice big one for Florida, and they put it up on the wall, and then it was totally not accessible. The app wasn't accessible, and whatever it took it down. Put the old one back, but the only buttons that work on it are is the 30 second one and the six second one. Oh, so, nice. uh, <laughs> or six minute. Six. Bill minutes. has his hand raised. I'm sorry. Go okay. ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. Bill, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, those covers, Chris. You can buy covers like that because I got a bunch of them from Walmart or almost anywhere uh, that will do the same thing. Some look like a like a almost a flat plate with a raise on them. Different one. But Bill, on your microwave, my microwave, uh, I push the only the button to get the seconds. Like I want ten seconds, I just push one zero and start. Or for thirty, I push three zero start. Or for one four minutes, I get four zero zero start. So I mean, you can get them where just buttons you push. Mine's that way, and I—I brailed them. I have no knob or nothing on mine. Well, this Don't answer the brand name because I can't think right now. But well, the, this one doesn't do. <laughs> but it's that. a big one. It goes. It's hanging over the top of the cook stove. When I redid the kitchen, about oh, this microwave's 12, 14 years old now because I redid the kitchen about fourteen years ago. And this one does not have those particular buttons over it, so it doesn't have the one through zero layout where you could punch in. You can only punch in up to nine minutes on this microwave. They're all designed differently. That's the problem. Go ahead, Tracy. There's all kinds of covers. I've got other covers, too. But the real draw, and I've seen they're beginning to make some of them out on the market, but she's had these out for a couple of years. But the real draw is the magnetic part because they're right there. You don't have to get them out. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot. But it's really nice just to be able to pull it down and push it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. A lot of these micro- microwaves now, the, the the keypad is actually built into the door. It's right. in the glass. It's under the glass. So, you know, you have to either you know figure out how you're gonna if to have a sighted person help you with the label. You know, to put labels on it and stuff like that. It, it's getting really hard now, unless you can find one that works with an app, and they still have a little bit of work to do on those. And if they're built into the glass, and you're going to put them above your stove, if it's an over the stove, over the range, then you have the problem of the heat from the stove coming up and melting your yeah. labels. Yeah, there's. It it's hard to find. It's always a challenge, Chris. A challenge. It's always a- and when you get a, like the lady with the Sears overlay, you better make, hopefully, that thing will work as long as it can. Really? You know. Hey, Chris, we're hungry. Do you have a recipe today? Yes, I have easy turkey gravy. This is a recipe that I kind of made up. I'm sure there's others out there like it, but this is the one that I like to use. Three-fourths to one cup of turkey broth. Now, what I, how this recipe came to be is using the broth out of the Schwann's turkey breast bag, and that can vary a little bit on the amount, but it's not that important. Two cups of water, one packet of pepper-style or country-style gravy mix, and I believe it's the 2.7 ounce, but it's the one that makes two cups of gravy. 
one chicken bouillon cube cut up or chopped, one quarter cup of cold water, and one rounded tablespoon of cornstarch. Now, that's not heaping. That's just rounded up over the top of the tablespoon a little bit. Place all ingredients except the cornstarch and the quarter cup of cold water in a pan and heat and whisk. And you want to let it get hot through and through and begin to bubble just a little bit. Put your cornstarch in your quarter cup of cold water and whisk that together. For some reason, cornstarch doesn't do well always when you put it into hot liquid. So once you whisk the cornstarch into that cold water and get your pan of other liquid hot and bubbly, then you begin to add that cornstarch. You just kind of add it a little bit slow, you know, and keep whisking. And that makes a really good turkey gravy that's got a couple of supermarket shortcuts but tastes like it's homemade sounds good yeah it's good stuff we're gonna have some of that during thanksgiving dinner are you gonna have a whole clan over for thanksgiving like you did before Dave, looks like year? we're gonna have 15 <laughs> wow. that's a little more manageable and how are you going to cook your turkeys this year dave well i'm gonna air fry the turkey um Deep fry. deep fry the turkey in a turkey fryer. But you're not no, is using this the outside one or the inside one. No, this it's, is inside. It's, 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 it's an electric one. You can use it inside. But it's not going to be peanut oil, right? Right. Yeah, we've decided to change that because we have some friends that are allergic to peanuts. Who make that them? Peanut. We don't know for sure. <laughs> so rather than it's better to be safe than sorry because if they do come we would be prepared. In fact, we're going to be doing a demo on the turkey fryer here before long where we actually fry a turkey. So you'll hear all about it. Well, we're on the quest for an accessible microwave that meets all our guidelines. You go out cooking and doing uh, doing the turkey prep. So... Can you can you save me a drumstick, Chris? No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, guys. We we couldn't do that because there's a problem there, Jeff, because I would eat it first. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the turkey. Jeff, are you going any place for Thanksgiving this I year? I believe I may be going down to see my sister this Thanksgiving. Um she's uh cooking and having some of the family over and I think I'm going down to her house. I'm not sure yet. It's not finalized, but if I don't go down for her for Thanksgiving, it might be the day after Thanksgiving or on that Saturday. That's how that's how we're gonna work it. But you will well, go down. I like the leftovers better than the meal itself, oh, yeah. actually. Yeah. That's the bad too. thing. If you go to somebody else's house and you come home and there's no leftovers. If we went to somebody's house when I was growing up, which wasn't very often, Mom and I made the dinner again on Saturday after Thanksgiving. My mom used to make a turkey salad. You know how you have tuna salad? Mom would take the leftover turkey and make a turkey salad out of it and and put it on sandwiches or just serve it up and just eat it like that. Boy, was that good. Man, Good stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. To that. If you have it at your house, then everybody wants to take all the leftovers home with them. That's true, too. Now, what kind of stuffing do you make, Chris? Do you make your own, or do you buy the store-bought or the stovetop stuffing? No, I make two kinds, actually. I make the bread stuffing that people up here like, and I make the cornbread dressing that I like. Wow, that's good. good. 
I've never had the. I don't know if I've ever had the cornbread one, but I definitely have had the bread stuffing. But um, I know they was it the is it Saint Clair? Is it one of those companies that on QVC they sell the cornbread stuffing for the holidays? If I'm not yeah, mistaken, yeah, and it's okay. It's, it tastes more like stovetop. Yeah, and stovetop's all right on a regular day, but I don't want that for Thanksgiving. My aunt used to make oyster dressing. Well, my grandmother did too, and I don't like that. <laughs> now, what about pies? You gonna you gonna make your own pie, Chris? Pumpkin nope. pie, apple pie, pecan pie, any of that stuff? I might make con pie, but I don't know what I'm gonna make. Somebody's bringing pumpkin pie, so I, know I don't care for pumpkin pie. So with his new wife and. She's never had pumpkin pie, so he has asked mom to make homemade pumpkin pie. Never had pumpkin never had, pie? Even I've had pumpkin pie. I'm no, not she's a big fan from of Mexico. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh. I can just... We may have one raised hand. Yeah, that's Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, real quick, Chris. If you guys got a Costco and you don't want to make a pecan pie, it, it tastes just like homemade pecan pies are from Costco. I don't know if you got Costco out there or not. That so we we do. Is it con- is it congealed or is it yeah, kind of syrup? No, no, it's congealed. Because I like it's the congealed. congealed ones. Yeah, it's a congealed pumpkin pie, and it just it's as good as a homemade pumpkin pie. Because I mean, a pecan pie. Because we buy it, we're going to get one for this Thanksgiving out of my son-in-law's house, and and they come like I think it's a eighteen-inch pie. Whoa. It's big. I mean, you that's can serve a, a lot pie. of people out of it. Yeah, that's you a Dave Rieker type pie, yeah. Yeah, that's Dave Rieker. Right. I don't make pecan pie very often because I don't need it, and Dave doesn't care for it as much as I do. But my sister-in-law right. loves it, right. and well, she'll that's... be here. And so I was thinking I might make one, but I'll keep that in mind because some of them are too syrupy. Well, somebody yeah, no, tell me what congealed that one. No, it, it's, it, it's, like, it's congealed. It's congealed. Of, Almost right. not really jello, but kind of mm. solid like that. Yeah, I know. Oh. What you mean. It's, and it's, Dave, that eighteen-inch pie is not all for you, by the way. You're not, you can't eat it in one sitting, Dave. Believe me. Oh, don't bet on it. Congealed <laughs> is like the pecan pie that you had that I made last year. You can hold it without it running everywhere. Right, right. You can do this too. I mean, and if you want it warmed up, you can stick it in the microwave for about ten, fifteen seconds, and it's just perfect. Especially with a little drop of little bit of vanilla ice cream on top of it. Oh, man, a little whipped cream. Now, my my ex-wife would make this stuff, uh, I think she called it monkey bread, and and she would make that for the mornings at Thanksgiving time and Christmas time, and boy, was that good. I like monkey bread, but you need a number of people to eat it because I don't think it's all that great left over. No, it's not. The next day is no good. I don't like monkey bread the next day. I can honestly say I've never had it. I see it's a little. Have you ever had here. it, Bill? What? What? Mon- monkey bread? Monkey bread. I've heard of it, but I can't. Heard of it, but I've never it's eaten good. it. I don't think it's got a. It's a cinnamon thing. It's it's awesome. It's cinnamony awesome. and buttery, and I bet you'd like it, Jenny. But you do need to either make just a very small one or have a number of people to help you eat it while it's warm. Yeah. Well, let's see. We're just about out of. We actually we're over. We we'll see what happens when Tim goes away. We go over. <laughs> so anyway, we had a great time today. Jeff steered it in a different direction, but that was fine because we had a lot of calls uh, meeting the rich and the famous today. So it it was cool. It was great. Thanks everyone, all the panel, everybody that called in and participated. Thank you so very much. We'll Talk see to you, you back later. tomorrow night in, uh, for All Things Radio. Right, Jeff? 
You got it. All Things Radio tomorrow night at 6.30. See ya. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye.